Hi, my name is Heather. Welcome to my podcast, Heather's Observations. I love to observe everything around me, nature, animals, and especially people, strangers as well as those I know. In this podcast, I will be sharing my observations, thoughts, and ideas on a variety of topics. I will also be interviewing people and learning about their firsthand stories and experiences. Join me on this journey. I think we'll learn a few things along the way, but most importantly, have fun. Hello and welcome to my pad, my podcast. All right, I'm going to just ask you a few questions and then you can just answer just like talking freely, okay? Mm-hmm. So, can you tell me about a little about yourself? What's your background? Where are you from and where do you currently reside? I was born in Jamaica. I was born in Jamaica, West Indies. I traveled to England. 1962, and I lived in England for 10 years, then I migrated to the United States. Okay, what part of Jamaica were you born? Westmoreland. Westmoreland. What part of Westmoreland? Grange, Glen Isle Post Office. Okay. And um where you when you went to England in nineteen sixty what? Sixty when you get sixty two when you get our independence. Mm-hmm. Oh you went to you went to England in nineteen sixty two when Jamaica got the independence. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where did you go in England? Birmingham. Antwerp. Okay. And uh, where do you currently reside? Where do you live now? I live in Jamaica now. I retired and live in from the United States and live in Jamaica, Westmoreland. Okay. So um how old were you when you you immigrated to England? Twenty five. Okay. And uh why did you go to uh England? Went to England to get a better life, get an education and for a better life, yeah, to work. Okay. Uh, did anybody else go with you when you went to uh, England? No, I went by myself. And how did you feel when you left Jamaica? When when you first arrived in England? How did you feel when you first arrived in when you first left Jamaica? Like, how did you leave? Did you take a boat? Did you take a plane? I took a plane. I took a plane from Kingston. And how did you feel when you left? I feel sad because I didn't know where I was going, you know, so I felt sad. But when I went to England, it was worse because it was so different. I wanted was to see the snow and, uh, you know, the people were different. First thing when I saw the smoke coming out of the houses, I thought the house was on fire. Because we never used to have, uh, that was the heat, the uh, cold heat. To heat up the house, to make the fire up in the house, in the house. So I was thinking, how oh, so much fire in the house? Everybody house had fire coming out of it, smoke. Uh, mm. So it was cold when you went? It was cold. What time of year did you go? December? No, I think I went, uh, I remember that. I think it was September. Going down to December though, because little after I went, the snow started falling. 
Oh, okay. So you went to, uh, where did you live? I live in Birmingham. In a house or apartment or? In a house, but it does have one room. The West Indian, they buy the house and they rent it. So we just could afford a room. So you rent a room? A room. And what, you shared a bathroom and shared a kitchen? Shared a bathroom, one kitchen, one bathroom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what was the biggest adjustment when you, when you went to England? What was the biggest thing? Was it the cold or was it the people or what? It was everything. The cold, the people. The people, white people, when even they get a job and working with them, they don't want to talk to you. They don't like you, I don't think. Because you were black? Because you were black. So they were racist? Yes, some of them. And then I started working, working at a factory. Uh, doing what? Doing armed, making keys. There were keys there, lock and keys. That was my first job at um, Hackley. Forget the name of the place. So it was a factory? Yes. How did you get the job? Do you remember? I don't remember. I think I applied for the job. Somebody told me about it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share an experience in your new country? So something that happened in England that was funny or challenging or unfamiliar. You remember any stories about things that happened to you that was like, oh... This is different or funny or even maybe something bad. You dealt with racism or whatever. Do you remember anything that happened when you first went that you can remember? Mm-hmm. Not right now. Well, you said looking at the smoke coming out of the houses, you thought all the houses were on fire. Yeah. That because you weren't used to the, 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 um, the cold, the, the chimney, the then burnt, yeah. So what about dealing with the English people with their accent? Like, could you understand them? Could they understand you? Yes, I could understand them because uh, I don't know anything besides English. Maybe it's broken English, but, mm-hmm. you know, I could understand them. And then I, when I started working there, and, you know, the, uh, some of them is quite friendly. Mm-hmm. I became friends with some of them. We were working at the factory. We ate together. You know, some of them is nice. Some of them is racist. You used to bring your lunch to work? Yeah. When you lived in the house um, where you rented a room, was it all West Indian people, Jamaican people living there? Jamaican, West Indian, some Indian, not Indian, yeah, Jamaican, more Jamaican. So, but you li- did you live in a community like with other like, yeah. in other people besides West Indian, like white people, white people Indian, Indian, a lot of Indians, right? Because Indian, yeah. that was in Hansworth, mm-hmm. Birmingham. Yeah. Okay. Um... What are the, some of the biggest misconceptions people had about you as an immigrant? Like, did people have some, some stereotypes, good or bad, about, about you as a Jamaican? No, I didn't have that problem. Because I always try to be friendly and nice to them, you know. So people didn't say, oh, you're Jamaican, you're whatever. No. Oh, okay. Um, what is, from your, from your views... As an immigrant, what would you share with somebody that is not a non-immigrant? But like, what's something that you experienced as an immigrant that somebody that's not an immigrant to a different country may not have experienced? Like, say, for instance, somebody that moves from a country where they speak one language and they move to a country where they speak English, they, you know, it's a big adjustment for them. But if a person never left their own country, there is no big adjustment. So what's the biggest adjustment you think that you had to make 
um, or like what is the what do people see as immigrants that you see if you're not and not if you're a non-immigrant you wouldn't see do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like say for instance as an immigrant a lot of people that are immigrants had to leave their family behind some people had to leave their kids but people that didn't have to immigrate they didn't have that problem or so being in a different culture. When you leave Jamaica, you left behind how you d- used to do things, the sunshine and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And people that never had to leave, let's say people in England, they were used to the cold, so they never really had to leave that. So is there anything that you as an immigrant see differently than as a non-immigrant? Yes, I really, well, to be frank, yes, because I miss my children. I leave there with my children in Jamaica and I miss them. Mm-hmm. Over there and working, you have to catch the bus, and um, the time is cold. Mm-hmm. You, you can't get used to the cold. My fingers and my toes, that's the question you asked me. Mm-hmm. My fingers and my toes are always cold. Mm-hmm. You have to catch the bus and walk from the top of the street, because the bus doesn't cross um, past your gate. So you have to walk all the way in the cold. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't even see fog. Mm-hmm. The fog is there, you can't see actually. Like, well, I remember one night I have to feel from my gate. Find it was that foggy? It's not foggy, you couldn't see a thing. Mm. So I actually feel for my gate before I, um, before I reach home. So you had to leave your kids in Jamaica because you wanted to make a better life for them. So you had to make that sacrifice. Yeah. So for people that never had to leave their kids, they probably wouldn't understand that. No. Mm-hmm. But it's, you don't have any regrets in doing that? Do you no. have any regrets in no. doing that? I don't have no regrets at all doing that. Because um, I, as, I, as I said, I went to make it a better life for my children and to take care of my family. My mother and my, the rest of my siblings. How many siblings did you have? So eight, eight more, eight, eight of us. So you went to help take care of them? And I Could... was the oldest one. Wow. The oldest of eight. Okay. Um, so when, you know, you had a big family in Jamaica and you really didn't have any family, maybe some distant cousins, you had distant cousins in England, right? Yes, but I, I never lived with them, I lived with strangers. So, um, how did you, when you left, did it have any effect on your relationship with your family back home, with your mother and your, your brothers and sisters that you left back home? No, they were happy because I always work and send money. So it was, they were happy because you were taking care of them? Happy because I was taking care of them, yeah. If you had stayed in Jamaica, how do you think your life would have been different? Well, it would be, dif- would be different because... First, I leave from the country, I went to Kingston to work. Mm-hmm. So I worked in Kingston for a while before I leave to England. So I know that uh, it would be different, but not too much because I've always been working mm-hmm. and taking care of my mom and the rest of them. So it wouldn't be much, it would be, it different, it would be different, it would be different, but not too much. Because, so you think uh, it would have been harder if you stayed in Jamaica? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's more opportunity, your opportunities were better for yourself mm-hmm. and your family. kids and, kids and your family. Sisters and brothers. What, what age did you say you were when you went to, in- to Kingston? You left Westmoreland and went to Kingston, and then from Kingston you went to England. Mm-hmm. You went to England when you were 25, mm-hmm. so you were probably maybe in Kingston a few years or? Yeah, 25 when I went to England, Albert, and I was 22. So you had your first child when you were 22. Mm-hmm. And then you went to Kingston after that. Yeah. Okay. Um, what 
What is your favorite phrase from Jamaica? What's your favorite saying from Jamaica that's, that always comes to mind when you think of... You know, there's a lot of sayings from Jamaica. There's so many. So many. So what's your favorite one? <laughs> just think of... Or even not... Just, just, can you think, think of I'm one? Of something. Like you, you say, oh, any dog bringing a bone, carry out a bone. That's mm -hmm. one. A man not dead, I call him Duppy. What does that mean? Man not dead, don't call him Duppy. So if, if you don't, if you, like if you're poor and don't have anything, you can read from, from the bird writer. Oh, so as long as you're living, as long as you're living. you can improve yourself. That's right. what that means. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, is that from your, your mom or your grandmother or what? Um, so as, as you said, you had a couple kids before you left Jamaica and then you went to England. How do you feel you exposed your kids that were born abroad to your Jamaican culture? How, how I exposed her? How did you expose, yeah. The, the child that was born abroad in England to the Jamaican culture, was that through, through what? You talk about your family? You talk about your family, you talk about, um, you talk about everything. How you, how, you, oh, how you cook the food, cook so you food. would cook Jamaican food. Right, and um, everything you teach because um, you want them to know everything about your culture. And were most of the people that you were good friends with, were they West Indian, were they Jamaican, or were there different people? Most Jamaicans from different parishes. Um, do you think people lose anything when they immigrate? Like when people leave Jamaica, whether they're young or, or whatever age they are, and they live abroad for a long time, do you think they forget anything, they lose anything, do they lose their culture, their beliefs? Some of them. Like, some some believe some um, lose their culture and they don't. Some of them say they're not going back there. Uh, but mm -hmm. I never said that. I always want to go back to Jamaica. So from the time you left Jamaica, you wanted to. Yes, when I leave Jamaica to England, I said I'm going there for five years. Okay. After five years, you change your mind. You, you couldn't. You couldn't buy a house. You didn't have money. Couldn't buy a house where in England or Jamaica? In Jamaica. Oh. But after the five, after five years, you say you want to go back, but you, you can't. So after five years, you realize, oh, I can't leave. Can't, yeah, no. So then what did you do? Work and, st and stay there. So then why did you, so you left England, and then where did you go after that? I left England and I went to America, came to America. Where in America? California. Oh, why did you come to California? Because of my friend, a friend and, um, I wanted her to come to America, and she um, she asked her minister to send me an invitation. And, and she was her. in Los Angeles? She lives in Los Angeles. Oh, she's okay. Still, she's still living here. Was she your friend from Jamaica? I met her in England. At the factory? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you didn't mention, after you worked at the factory in England, then where did you go after that? Do you remember where you worked after the factory? Actually, where I work. Did you work in a hospital? No, I feel like I'm over here working in a hospital. Oh, okay. You don't remember where you worked? What other kind of jobs did you do in England? 
I work at um, work at two factories. One where they make keys, and uh, and another place where they make rulers. What rulers? Rulers. Oh, rulers. okay. Where they make rulers and tape measure and things like that. What kind of people were working at the factory? Was it mostly mostly white? Oh, mostly white people. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you used to stand up all day long, or you used to sit down? I sit down. So why did you decide to come? Oh, so you decided to come to England to America? Why? Because of my friend. So oh, okay. Come because we're working together, and she said I could work up, but you know, work a little more money here. So when you came to America, what did you do? Did you work in a factory? No, when I came to America, I had a work in a house, white you, people house. You were taking care. You were doing housekeeping, or babysitting. Babysitting. Taking care of three boys. Okay. How was that different? How was, when you first came to America, what was the difference between America and England and in England and... Um, the first thing, in, in California was cold, was warm. Uh-huh. And um, you work and then you could save some money, save more money because I was taking care of the boys, mm-hmm. three boys. And then I leave that. They sponsor me and I leave that and I went to Jamaica, pick up my green car and I came back and I didn't go back to those kids because they were bad kids. Oh, rich. Rich, bad, spoiled kids. So then what, so they didn't respect you? Yes, man, they respect me because they listen to me. I used to... <laughs> mm-hmm. So you used to cook for them too? Just like their breakfast. Oh, okay. They're rich, they have a housekeeper and they work out just where I met Lucy. Oh, where was that? In Beverly Hills? In Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. So you met Lucy. Can you tell everybody who Lucy is? Lucy is a friend of ladies from Belize. From Belize, which is Honduras, and um, she, she she was a good friend. She teach me to do a lot of things. Oh, so she was here longer than you. Oh yes, she was here long. She, you know, she always said, Jasmine, you cannot take these kids so serious. They're not yours. Because you know everything that you know. I just. Come in here and then used to kids, them kid, bad kids. God. So you're used to kids listening to adults Listen, and right. respecting. So mm-hmm. these kids were raised different. Raised different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then at some point after you left the housekeeping jobs, then you went to go work somewhere else. I leave the housekeeping job and I went to work at Cedar Sinai Medical Center. Mm-hmm. And I, but the only girls all said, go, go, go to school, you, you must go to school. And learn to do something. So I went to school. Which girl? Some Filipino girls, like Angie. Like nurses? Nurses. Oh. nurses. But we used to have lunch together because they were Filipino. They were, most of them were Filipinos. Mm-hmm. And we used to eat the same kind of fish. The whole fish with the head mm-hmm. and the eyes. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the Americans said, oh my God, look at the fish with the eyes. And they said, you are from, you are from um, the Philippines. Only Filipinos eat them kind of fish. Mm-hmm. And so me and the girls became friends. Okay. And, uh, in, uh, you know, that's I was to go to school. And then I went to school for nurses' aid. Okay, well, you went to like night school? Night. Okay. Night school. And you worked at Cedars in the daytime? Yeah. Okay. So then you went to night school and you became a nurse's aide, and then what? I started with private, private nursing. Okay. And you were still sending, you, were you still taking care of your family back home? Oh, yes, I have to take care of them because, um, yeah. Okay. Two boys were out there, so I was taking care of them, my mother. All the, everyone, every single one of them. 
So all during that time, you still had a mind, because by now you're in your 40s. So did you still have, was your plan to always go back to Jamaica? Yeah, always want to go back home. There's no place like Jamaica. So when, for people that don't know, what, when you say home, what does that mean? Jamaica. Jamaica is my home. Jamaica, and it will always be your home. Always be my home. So you were just visiting everywhere else, but you went back home. Oh, yes. So um, when did you decide to go? What age did you decide to go home? Matter of fact, when I came over here, I'm working, and I said, when my children finished school, I'm going home. Mm. And I went home 2000. And I don't have no regrets. Mm -hmm. I went home. I saved my money. I bought a house. I went home. I went on, you know, I went on a cruise. I went to all different countries and places in Jamaica that I have never been. And I don't have no regrets. I'm enjoying them when I'm between America and Jamaica. So when you, um, all these things you've been doing in Jamaica, going on cruises and so on, you think if you had, you wouldn't have that... When you lived in Jamaica, you were poor, yeah. right? So you didn't have the you didn't have the opportunity to do those things. Oh, no. I couldn't. I so couldn't. now you can do enjoy Jamaica yes. more mm -hmm. so than before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what else do you guys do in Jamaica? Well, a group of us we had a club called the you know, Woman Woman Auxiliary from the church. I went home and I got in the church, mm -hmm. and I have friends from abroad, America, England, Canada, and we form a club. And every Christmas we have, we go to the hotel, mm -hmm. and then we go on cruise, and then we we go around the island. I've been around the island three times, which you had never done before. I've never been before. Mm -hmm. we, from Negril Point to Moran Point, we spend like two nights or three nights sometimes, mm -hmm. and back to Westmoreland. And then sometimes we go, you know, travel all over, visiting the island, knowing the island, and meeting people. And you've traveled to other islands? Traveled to other islands. And I went to nine Caribbean countries. I went to Cuba. And um, every Christmas, a group of us go to the hotel. Mm -hmm. So you're, you feel like you're enjoying your retirement life more now than you would have if you had stayed here? Yes, I know. I know that. Mm. It's like so the only thing I would do here is go shopping. Okay, so you don't really miss living in America? No. no. So, so, oh, sorry, what? No, I don't miss living here. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, um, I'm going to say something, and then you think of the first word that comes to your mind. Okay? So if I say family, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I love my family. If I say travel, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Travel, yes, I love to travel. What's the one place you would like to go to? Mm, right now? I would like to, I don't know, Canada. Canada, okay. If I say success, what do you think of? Well, I would call myself successful mm -hmm. because I leave Jamaica 62 and thank God I've never been sick. I work, I took care of my children and my family. So, good, I'm in good health, I give thanks. And when you think of home, what do you think of? Jamaica. And what's your favorite food? Fish. Fresh fish. With the, the whole fish? The whole fish with the head. 
What's your favorite song? No Woman, No Cray. Okay. And um, so I think we're coming to the end of the interview. Is there anything that you would like to add about your immigrant journey that you would like to share with people that you want people to know about either yourself or about other people that have immigrated? Well, I think when you when you leave Jamaica and you get to different countries, you get you you have more. What you would call it? Exposure. Yeah, exposure. You expose mm-hmm. yourself to different people, different culture, and things like that. So I am glad I really leave Jamaica mm. to get that experience. So you think you're more open minded now yes, yes. than when you lived in Jamaica? I am much more open minded. I oh. can, I learn I learn to forgive people. When they hurt me. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Those are some good answers, and uh, we're going to end here unless there's anything else you want to say. Okay. I appreciate you giving me this interview. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks. Okay.